0: Welcome to the podcast of Revival Life Church, a spirit-filled, multicultural church in Boca Raton, Florida. If you would like more information about Revival Life Church or Pastor Carl Thomas, you can find us on the web at revivallife.church.
1: Hallelujah. How are you feeling this morning? How are you feeling? You feeling all right? Are you feeling all right this morning? Are you feeling all right? Can you go to the, the um, soundboard for me for a moment? You'll see what's wrong when you get there. Hallelujah. We're, we're good. Hey, I um, happy Mother's Day to all the ladies. Yeah. Happy Mother's Day. All the ladies in the house, happy Mother's Day. I want to say happy birthday uh, specifically to my wife and my daughter, Anastasia, uh, just mothers in the faith. My daughter is doing an amazing thing these days, and my, she's about to graduate high school, which is just bizarre. Apparently, they they graduate them a lot younger these days because she's clearly not... I'm not old enough to have two kids at a a high school. I'm way too young for that. Way too young for that. Uh, But I believe we do have a little special guest out there. Excuse me, special gift out there. Um, I remember uh, remember when uh, Tracy was pregnant with our first, and those of you who have had natural children, uh, you'll remember what this is like, but um, I, I remember how excited we were to have a child, you remember that? Like, um, when you first get pregnant, and it's almost like, um, you don't believe it, like, you know how it works, uh, but it's kind of hard to believe it's happening to you right now, and that you're pregnant and things are developing, and and it's like, whoa, is this really happening? And uh, and then you're kind of excited, you know, there's that excited season of being pregnant. You, you remember, like, uh, you start looking at the magazines or the websites, and you start reading the stuff, and you're constantly looking at like, uh, you know, where you might, how big the baby might be. Oh, now he's a grain of rice, you know, like not a grain of rice anymore. It's a kidney bean, you know, as if there's a difference. And there's this like constant comparison in your whole world. Uh, if you want to go out to dinner and you don't want to have to actually talk, just go out with two pregnant ladies and they'll just talk about their pregnancy the entire meal, right? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Kind of like going out with engaged people. You go out with a couple of engaged people and like all you'll hear about the entire meal are wedding plans, Right. Uh, and, and so I remember, um, <clears throat> I remember like this season of it just being so exciting and, uh, and, and true story. Um, I, I, I've mentioned this before, uh, but I'm cheap, right? Yeah. And on top of being cheap, I don't like to spend money, right? And so uh, the combination thereof, I remember we were having our first and we didn't have a whole lot of extra money to begin with. And, uh, <clears throat> and uh, my wife took me to like a, a luxury baby furniture store. And uh, I, I, we get in the store, and I am, I'm like having heart palpitations because the numbers that I'm seeing, I'm like, hey, I could, I could build a bassinet cheaper than this. There's no way it's going to cost this amount. And she's excited about decorating a room, and I'm freaking out that I'm, you know. And so there's all these emotions that are happening about the baby coming, and, and things are going to be developing. And, uh, and, then, and, then, and then something happens at about month, I don't know, 7. And about month seven, all of a sudden, the the baby has grown on the inside of the woman, and uh, a great discomfort comes. Uh, Ladies, you know what I'm talking about? There's a great discomfort where life is no longer enjoyable. Like, you know you're having a child, and uh, you know you're pregnant because you can't sleep right anymore, right? You can't eat like you used to anymore because certain foods that you like don't taste good or are giving you... Heartburn and uh, you can't run if you used to exercise or can't even lay on your stomach when you're sleeping and just life starts to get Difficult uh, to get to the point where just just breathing is uncomfortable, right? Just just living it, 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 I'm not bringing back any PTSD. Am I like just 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 breathing like I just believe we should be able to live a life Where breathing isn't hard, right? We should just be able to breathe, right? I, I'm not asking for a lot just breathe, right? And, uh, and, and, it gets, and she gets this point where, like, I remember we lived on the second floor. And uh, I would, uh, I'd walk up behind her on the steps and I'd hold her belly while we're carrying walking up the steps. Right? Just because life gets difficult. And then you start wondering, like, you used to be so excited about the baby coming and now you're just like, I am done with this season. I am just, done. maybe you have a newborn and uh, you were really excited to meet the baby. Now you just want the baby to sleep for a while. Right? You're like, I am done. Will this season ever end? Maybe you're in school. And uh, maybe you're in high school or you're in uh, college. Good God, college. Uh, and you've just been in school for about a dozen years now. I think, I, think, I think parents forget how long school is. Like, kids just grow up with school, and school is just part of life. And then at some point, they're just like, is this ever going to be over? And, and like, this is my life now. And they're like, hey, where are you going to go to college? And they're like, hopefully nowhere. Right? Like, I just, I'm done being in school. I went back to school. I was all excited about going back to school. I was pretty excited about learning. And then I remembered the going to school part. And I'm just like, good God, will this ever, ever, ever be over? And, and I just feel like in 2021, as we, my wife and I have talked to people, as we're kind of hearing what's happening in society, we're hearing what's going wrong. And it feels like people are living in that same phase. Is this ever going to be over now unlike a pregnant woman who knows at some point the baby's coming right at some point you won't be pregnant right or someone in school either you're going to graduate or drop out or get kicked out it's going to be over this is not a forever season unless you're in grad school like me and it just never seems to end right but but it's like a a, it, it, it there is an end date but when we get into seasons like this we start to ask is this ever going to end or is this all there is to life and there's so many people walking around in our day and age, and they don't know that they're living in this fog and that life could actually be better. Before I met Jesus, I, uh, I had a good life. I, I, I was excited about my life. I uh, was pretty excited about the future. I was having a good time, um, but I didn't know God, didn't know Jesus at all, and didn't understand what freedom looked like. I, I, uh, I, I knew God was calling me. I knew he was drawing me to himself. Uh, I had a supernatural encounter with him several times throughout my life, so I knew he was real, uh, but I didn't know there was more. I didn't, I didn't know that there was more to this relationship other than the knowledge of there being a God. I, 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 I had come to the knowledge of Christ, but I didn't actually know him. Uh, and so, so I had had these encounters. I'd heard his voice. He had, he had touched me in significant ways, but I didn't know him. And then one day, uh, I wound up at a, a spirit filled church uh, s- shortly after uh, getting baptized in the Holy Ghost sovereignly. Uh, I show up in this church, uh, and as I walked in the doors of the church, it, it was like I, I was instantly delivered. It was like I, I had not realized up till that moment I had been living in a fog. I walked in the doors, and the world just instantly, supernaturally, became. Clear and it wasn't that I thought that I had entered into a special place where there's clarity I had recognized that I had been living in a place of fog and you don't even know you're in the fog until you see what clarity looks like I I have this theory about people who wear glasses You could tell if people have given up on life because they don't clean their glasses anymore When you see people with dirty glasses, they're just like eh, whatever I've seen it all I've 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 probably seen enough Right. I didn't grow up with glasses. I'm used to seeing clearly. Right. So I get glasses and now they get foggy and it's just so irritating because you're not seeing clearly. But people who grew up with bad vision, they're like, well, I'm used to it. You know, like the, the, the glasses are a bonus, you know, like I normally see foggy and oh, look, now I'm seeing clearly. Right. I want to see clearly all the time. And it wasn't until I walked into that that church that hosted the presence of God and delivered me of this fog that I recognized that I had been walking in a fog. I don't want to walk back in that fog. And what I'm seeing in this season is a whole lot of people living in a fog who are called to live in clarity. They don't understand what the heaviness is. They don't understand what the lethargy is. They don't understand why things just seem difficult and we're just kind of poking in the air trying to figure out what's going on on in this season. Is that anybody in the room by any chance? I just feel like there's a lot of us in this season, and it just feels like, man, am I burnt out? Am I exhausted? Am I doing too much? Is God hiding himself from me? And then we start getting really toxic with these feelings, you know? It must be my spouse. It must be my job. It must be God. God must be the one who failed me. And this is what we do. This is We try to make sense of things in our own reasoning. Or we'll just say stupid things like, <clears throat> I, God, I guess God created me to carry this burden. I guess I'm perfecting the suffering of Christ. With, with the, maybe, maybe I'm being punished for what happened earlier in my life. Friend, it's none of those things. God, God is not punishing you with fog, right? That's not what's happening. What's happening is there is a great deal of spiritual warfare happening. There is a great deal of emotional dis-ease happening right now. And we're going to take just like three weeks to talk about this, and it's our hope, uh, my wife and I, as we have been praying, as we have been interceding, as we have been reading, as we've been talking, it's our hope that God would come, and like He did for me, uh, He'll do for you. He'll lift this fog off of your life and bring clarity to what's happening. Amen? We believe in the supernatural power of God. Those of you online, I heard just the most amazing testimonies recently of you guys watching online, the presence of God filling your homes while you're watching, Keep sending in those testimonies. I so appreciate them. The team here, the production team that works so hard to bring a good service, really appreciates them, and we're glad that we're meeting the needs of people in this day and age. Excuse me. The Lord spoke to me. It wasn't in my notes. The Lord spoke to me at the end of worship there. I want to read this over you real quickly. In Isaiah chapter. Forty-one, verse 10. I think Sawana has it here for us. The Lord spoke this to me very strongly. He said, Do not fear. Oh, that's the same word you got earlier, honey. <clears throat> wow. My wife gave me a word in the, in the lobby. She's like, the Lord says I'm with you. Just And then, no, just sitting here, worshiping. And the Lord said, Isaiah 41.10. And I looked it up. <clears throat> Thankfully, it's not one of those woe is unto you, right? You ever get that? <clears throat> you think you heard a word, and it's like... Oh, no, it's unto you who are unfaithful. I will smite thee. You know, like. <clears throat> we figure we get those wrong, right? Nah, that's not what God is speaking to me. <clears throat> Here's what the Lord says. And I want you to receive this for yourself. This is a word for our house, online campus, everybody here in person. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen, amen. Amen. This is God's word to us. This is God's word to us in this season. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I could, God just messed up my entire outline. I could preach that the entire time, but I won't. Hallelujah. Here's how this has been feeling as I talk to people. Do you have any promises you feel like God gave you that aren't fulfilled yet? Are those seeming a little more prevalent than the ones he has filled in this season? That, 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 that tells us that the enemy has done something emotionally in this season. When it's easier to connect with the failures than the successes, when we, it's easier to connect with the disappointment than it is with the hope, when it's easier to connect with how people have let us down than it is with the faithfulness that they have displayed in our lives, we know something is off kilter. And God wants to heal it. <clears throat> and here's, here's what I've seen. I've seen it's not depression, right? It's not depression because people aren't like stuck in bed without any energy. We see people are traveling, doing all kinds of stuff, and yet still say, I don't feel right. Something just seems wrong. Now, they're not depressed, but they're also not thriving. Have you felt that we're not like... Like, God's heart for us is to be living in prosperity. And I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking in in soul prosperity. We're to be living in in hope, living in expectation that God is very near to us, that at any moment God could break through and everything could change, that God is slowly fulfilling his promises in our lives, this, 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 this hope that he calls us to live for. This is this prosperity. But people aren't living in that. And so uh, there's a psychologist I read, finally, he, I read a paper uh, by Corey Keyes, who's a psychologist, a psychological student, and he put out a study, and here's what he says. He says, this isn't burnout because we have energy, and it's not depression. We don't feel hopeless. He calls it languishing. We're just languishing somewhere between prosperity and depression, just languishing in this, in this area, this joyless aimless state of just being. It's another word, when I look up languishing, another word for it is dispirited. Dispirited. Literally, the the spirit of life that is supposed to be flourishing on the inside of us just doesn't seem to be flickering like it was. Studies found people uh, in early COVID-19 areas, uh, the beginning of 2020, those who suffered the earliest are are three times as likely as their peers to have PTSD, diagnosable PTSD right now. And and here's part of what the church has failed at. The church has failed to recognize the trauma that has just happened to so many people. And I think we have failed to recognize what's going on. Let's look at the Bible real quick. In 1 Kings chapter 19, you remember Elijah, we talked about him for a while. Now Elijah went and uh, had this massive showdown uh, on, on Mount Carmel with the prophets of Baal, right? The prophets of Baal, the prophets of Asherah, uh, King Ahab in front of all the Jews who had been following uh, a false god. He, he says, so uh, he sent, verse 2, um, so Elijah killed all the prophets of Baal, all the prophets of Asherah, and uh, in, in it says in 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 2, uh, I don't think that's the right verse. It's supposed to be 19-2. we got 9-2 up there. I'm sorry. It says that um, Jezebel sent a message to Elijah. And she said to Elijah, hey, you killed all my prophets. I am going to kill you before the day ends. I pray that the gods treat me even more severely if I don't do the same to you before the day ends. And then in verse 4, 1 Kings nineteen four, he says, Then Elijah walked another whole day into the desert. Finally, he came to a large bush and sat down in its shade. Watch this. That's it, verse 4. I just had a different version. That's all right, put it up. 1 Kings nineteen four It says, then he walked another whole day into the desert. Finally, he came to a large bush and sat down in its shade. Watch this. I want you to hear this. He begged the Lord, I have had enough. Just let me Die. Here it says in the, in, the, in the New American Standard, It is enough now, O Lord. Take my life, from no better than my father's. Leave that up. Here we got a guy who is the ultimate example of an Old Testament prophet. Elijah won the war against a drought that dried out Syria, dried out the rivers, it killed the livestock, It sent Israel and Syria into a famine, and he defeated 400 prophets of Asherah, 450 prophets of Baal, and then he had them all murdered. Here's Elijah. He did this all in front of Israel. Yet here he is, the prophet, the one who heard God when no one else did. Here he is in depression with suicidal ideation. Here he is. We, we we think trauma, we think trauma is like this massive, you know, maybe the loss of a parent or the betrayal of a loved one, and uh, we know that soldiers come back from war and they don't talk about it. Uh, historically, uh, in World War One, World War II, the soldiers came back and they said that they were shell shocked. That's what they would say. You know, people were kind of off, a little nervous, weren't able to really call it shell shock. My father's generation, my father went to Vietnam. Um, Joined when he was 17, Uh, from 64 to 66, he was in Vietnam. I met him later in life. Um, All he talked about was Vietnam. He talked about he got too good at killing, is what he said. That's a problem. When you're talking about Vietnam that many years later, this is a trauma that happened to your brain that you never got over. And now here he is languishing for the rest of his life. We know the people coming back from the Gulf War, we actually got some words for it. We call it PTSD. And it got so bad that on average, 22 soldiers every single day who had come back from the war committed suicide. Far more soldiers died of suicide after the war than died in the war. You see, don't minimize what this season has done to your brain. Don't minimize what has happened in the last 18 months in your heart. Don't minimize the trauma that you have gone through. Now, hear me. I'm not trying to, oh, let's sit around and have a sorry for me fest. That's, that's not the goal. And, and, and maybe, maybe, maybe you're, you're flourishing right now. Maybe, maybe, maybe things, are, things are just awesome for you. Maybe, well, praise God, but that's not for everybody. And I'm here to let you know some of the people that you love are languishing. They're languishing from the effects of trauma. Listen, we need to grieve what happened in the last 18 months. We need to grieve what has happened. I mean, India is approaching a million people or some crazy number like that. The church needs to grieve that. What's the number in America now? Hundreds of thousands of our fellow countrymen are dead. If that is not causing trauma, then as a nation we have even bigger problems. Racial hatred was blessed by people in the church, and it hurt so many people that we love. To think that didn't cause trauma to them and the people who love them is deception. And so we have a problem. Either either you're in languishing and you're in trauma or you're grieving for people who are in trauma or possibly your heart has not been awakened to love yet. Maybe you've just lived with trauma your whole life and you've not allowed your heart to be softened enough to be healed enough that you can do what the Bible says and bear one another's burdens. Sometimes our burdens are so heavy upon us, we can't bear anybody else's burdens. And God wants to heal that too. I'm I'm just I'm trusting. We prayed it this morning in the morning meeting, and we prayed it Friday night. I am believing that God is going to heal some hearts today. And as I much I believe that God can supernaturally, miraculously lift this off your life, I, I believe more than likely many people in this room are going to begin a healing journey. That God will walk you into heart health. And I want to just give a couple things this morning from the Bible and just from what the Lord has been talking to me about, how we can possibly begin to navigate out of this crazy season. Can you say amen? Amen. I'm believing it for you. I'm believing it for me. I'm believing it for my family. I'm I'm believing it for you. Elijah, in this state, he was suicidal. Um, He just wanted the Lord to take him. And we can make that sound so Spiritual, right? We can make that sound, oh, and the Lord just is going to whisk Elijah away. And later on in the story, um, Elijah is actually replaced by Elisha, and the Lord whisks him away on a chariot. But it wasn't whisked away in victory. It was whisked away in just defeatism. He was a broken man internally. He didn't fail, didn't have a moral failure that the Bible records. He didn't, he didn't uh, disobey God. He just was incapable of processing the trauma And so here he is. He's hidden, waiting for Jezebel to kill him for whatever reason. And I've been there. I've never been suicidal, bless the Lamb. Um, But but you've been at the highest of heights, and then you find yourself at the lowest of lows right after that. You, You ever notice you have the huge breakthrough in your life, and then, out of nowhere, you find yourself in utter depression. I tell young ministers, when you have have an amazing time of worship, when you have an amazing time of ministry, when you have a a supernatural breakthrough, maybe maybe you saw your first miracle, or maybe you had your first public meeting, or maybe you're leading worship, and just for something happens, and the atmosphere shifts, and you're leading people into the the third heaven, and and angels are moving, and you come home. What do you do with that? You better get on your face and give it to God. Because if you don't, the warfare is coming. The enemy wants you to sit on that high place so he can knock you off of it. I've been there. Uh, early um, leader of mine said, uh, we, don't, we don't allow any pastors to quit on Mondays. You can't quit on a Monday because so many ministers have an amazing Sunday. And then the enemy comes on Monday. Here, friend, we're kind of living in a Monday. You made it through 2020. You didn't, it didn't, just, just, it didn't get you. Can you just give yourself a round of applause? 2020 didn't get you. It, did, it, did, it just didn't. It didn't overcome you. Just let's celebrate that you made it through. I know business owners that were just scrapping to just how do I get this thing? How do I keep it going? How do I keep the lights on? How do I, how do I keep my, my kids going to school virtually? How do I keep my job? How, how, do, how do I tell people that I love that you are being a racist and I cannot live with this? Like, how, 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 how? And then you just make it through this awful, awful season of just insanity. And then finally, here we are on the other side and you're like, Did that really just happen? And the world just wants to move on. We can't just move on. Trauma can't let it just move on. You know who wants to move on? The people who want to profit off your trauma. But we need to sit here for a second and we need to take an examination and we need to do what the Bible says and we need to mourn. We lost a year. We we lost friendships. We lost loved ones. We we lost some integrity in the church. We we lost some things. and You need to mourn these things. We need to recognize them and say, hey, I'm not going to allow this to break me, but that hurt. That hurt. We need need to have these conversations. So here's Elijah just laying there in a depressed state. Verse 5, 1 Kings 19.5. It says, then he laid down... 1 Kings 19.5. It says, then he laid down in the shade it's it's coming i just i just feel it first kings 195 here we go in the name of jesus there we go then he lay down in the shade and he fell asleep and suddenly an angel this 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 is a different version i normally preach out of because i want to keep it simple then suddenly an angel woke him up and said get up and eat verse 6 elijah looked around and by his head was a jar of water and some baked bread he sat up, ate and drank, and lay down and went back to sleep. Let me just get super spiritual for you right here, right? So Elijah was, was, was so depressed. He was suicidal. He laid in the... And you know when you're depressed, you, you don't want to do nothing but lay down, right? And so he laid down, and here's what God did. Here's the supernatural breakthrough that God did. God said, hey, listen. Here's a little cake. Here's some cake. E- eat a snack, man. Eat a snack. Have a little drink. Get some sleep. Good I, you know, have you noticed that hangry just makes everything worse? Have you noticed that? Listen, when you're in depression, that's not the time to start a diet. Right? It's, it's not a time to, you know, don't, don't start projects at 3 in the morning. Like, it's a time to sleep when it's time to sleep. Get up during the day. Eat until you're full, right? It's time to start looking at your body and making sure that you're doing the natural things you need to do to feel better. Now, let me just put a couple things out there, uh, if I could. Just just natural suggestions. If you are in the midst of languishing, start a workout routine. And and don't don't decide you're going to be a power lifter or you're going to do a marathon. Like, go walk for 20 minutes every night. Have a good dinner and go for a good walk. How, how, how do I walk? Just walk a little bit faster than comfortable, right? You don't, you don't have to go. Don't wind sprint till you pull your hamstring and now you're laid up for another week and a half, right? Like that's like you're not getting. A, you're not like. Like, hear me. You did not get to languishing overnight. It took some of us a year and a half to get here. It might take a couple days to get out, right? Let's not look at. Let's not look at. Oh well, I used to be here. No, no, no. Let's look at today. Today I'm going to have a decent meal. Come on, somebody. I'm going to have a decent meal. I'm going to get a good night's sleep, and I'm going to move my body a little bit. Like I'm I'm just—I'm going—I need to—I need today to be healthy, right? We don't—we don't need to look far into the future. I I just—I got some practical stuff for you here. Just sometimes, sometimes you just need to eat a little bit better. You need to get some sleep, and just get the process going, right? Do something today. If you found the joy has been lost in life, do something today. Just a little bit of. Something like we're we're trusting that in our efforts the grace of God is going to come in now for some of us The Lord is just going to fully deliver you, but how do you stay out of this thing? Start doing something a little bit different, right? We we, we, we need to welcome we need to create a place for God to come in you can't do it on your own You you, you sometimes have to feel a little better to get a little better Better And this is what God does. God says, okay, you're going to just, okay, uh, a little bit of exercise, I'm going to speak to you in the exercise. You're going to go ahead and like not take your phone to bed with you so you might actually go to sleep at bedtime. I might grace you with some sleep, with some dreams in your sleep. If you're actually going to wake up and get out of bed on time instead of spending an extra two hours flipping through TikTok, like I may bless you in the morning if you go for a walk, right? Like I just, God is going to, God is going to begin to speak to people. Am I touching something here? I feel like I'm touching something here. Hello, hello. Listen, you got to get the ball working, go. You got to get the ball rolling. You got to, the world tells you if you work harder, you'll get out of this. You can't get yourself out of this. You need the grace of God. You need the grace of God to help you get out of this. You need other people in your life. Don't isolate yourself, welcome God into the process. Here's what I have found in this process, in this season. So many people are languishing. Here's the crazy part. And so, so, so we're accomplishing less, but we're spending less time silent on purpose. Okay, if you're looking at Instagram for an hour, that's not actually rest. Right? If you are constantly processing uh, videos, or uh, you, you're, that's not actual rest. I like exercise rest. I like when I'm exercising and I, and I hear God, but that's not rest. You're like, oh, I like to do this to recharge. I get that, but that's not rest. I like to work in my yard. I hear God, I feel good, but that's not rest, right? Some of you like to go fishing. Some of you like to go shopping. Shopping probably is a bad idea, right? Like just in general, especially if your last name's Thomas and it's out of my checking account, it's just a bad idea. It's never going to bring any help at all, right? Um, but there's lots of things that we, we do for enjoyment, but it's not the same as rest. The Bible says, be still and know that I am God. Be still. There, 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 is a, there is an aspect of being still that makes room for God. Watch this. First Kings chapter 19. Let's, let, let's continue with the story. So the Lord shows up and says to Elijah, First uh, Kings chapter 19, verse 11. The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain. Watch this. Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Now, he had to get up out of bed. Right? He had to get up out of bed and go to the place where he knew God would meet him. For many of us that's, you know, online, we love you here in person. You got to go to church. Get out of your house. Get around some people who are seeking the presence of God. Right? Get around people who are believing God. Right? The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire came a gentle whisper. See, we often want the big, ta-da, the big show, the big fireworks, especially as Pentecostal, right? Like, like if I'm going to hear God, it's got to be after somebody prays for me and I fall to the ground, right? Like that's, that's where you hear, but, but, but the Lord is like, hey, listen, sometimes the only time you're going to hear me is when you just shut up Don't scream in tongues. like Like, just be quiet. Well, what does that mean, be quiet? That means don't talk. What does it mean to be still? That means you're not doing anything. But I get bored doing that. That's the problem. Right? That's like, you know, I read my Bible, and I pray, and then I just sit there, and I actually believe that God is going to talk. Have you ever had a conversation with someone who doesn't shut up? Do you enjoy those conversations? Do you check out of those conversations? (laughs) Think you're God. And you're talking with somebody who will not shut up. Like, oh, I'd love to spend some time with you. Okay, what are we going to go do? Oh, I'm going to do gardening. I thought we were going to spend time together. Oh, yeah, but I'm going to do stuff that I like to do while you happen to be there. Hmm, I'll pass, right? For me, I'll pass. And so I meet God in lots of places, but the Bible instructs us clearly that we are to make a quiet place that we sit and talk to God, that we listen for his voice. And in this season of languishings, and people are just like, like the, the, like the accelerator's been, been just kind of dampened a little bit. And there's just a lot of life at 60% energy. And so it's hard for us to stop because we're afraid that we won't get started again. And so we're filling our minds with stuff that isn't actually bringing rest. For some of us, we're, we're reading more, or maybe you're doing more projects, or maybe you're on social media more, or, or like, you know, every couple months, I, re- I have to delete TikTok from my phone. I just have to delete it. You're like, the righteousness? No, there's tons of great Christian stuff on TikTok. I just find myself looking at it for so long and realizing, I just wasted a half hour of my life. Like, that's I just wasted it. And so there may be wasted things in your life that you have to say, I just need to figure out how to be quiet. And and the Bible says that this is a discipline. It is a discipline to learn how to sit and be quiet and spend time with God. It's in this quiet place that you're going to have your strength renewed. It's not doing more work. It's being quiet enough to hear God. God God is speaking words of life over you all the time. He has answers to these problems. We have to be still. Watch this, Psalm 46.10. God says, be still And know that I am God. Psalm 37, 7 says, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Isaiah 40, 31 says, Yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They'll mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not be Weary, And I'm here to tell you, friend. this is what we need in this season. We need to wait on the Lord to gain new strength. Don't, don't say like, oh, man, the, the church thing didn't work for me. The God, God, God failed me. Now I need to move on to something else. No, see, that is the enemy who's come in in the midst of our being tired. It's when you're tired. It's when you're weak. It's when you're a little exhausted. Is when the enemy comes in and starts putting stupid thoughts in your head. My wife and I, uh, we, we, we do premarital counseling. And uh, uh, we, we, it's our desire that you stay, just, just save the wedding acts for the wedding night, right? Uh, and, and we have found it's easier to do that when you're not alone, when you're tired. Don't be alone when the sun is down. You get tired, you drop your guard a little bit, you're hanging out, and you start doing stuff. My wife used to make me stop meetings late at night because I'd start saying crazy stuff, and she's like, "Like, all right, everybody has to go home now. Carl's just acting crazy now. It's just time." <laughs> the filters—I know it happens with Corey too. The filters start wearing down when you're tired. The filters get worn down in our lives, and we need to—we—we—we—we we, we, we need to—we need the Lord to rest- to give us new strength. This—this this is what we need. And so here's what I want to do. I want to—I want to pray for us. Praise God. I want to pray for us. My wife's going to help me here in a second. But um, I want to pray that we as a church, that we will position our heart to receive the grace of God. You see, trauma produces shame. It makes us feel that we're no longer worthy of love and belonging. That's what trauma does. It feels that we're somehow soiled or marked, And the enemy wants to live in that place. I want to challenge you in this next season, those of you online, those in person, take control of your time. Take control of your time and begin to carve out times that you can thrive with God. Your thriving is going to begin in the secret place. Begin to look at your your schedule. We're going to talk more about this next week, but begin to look at your schedule. When you are beginning to languish, there's things that need to be cut out and it's not the essential things. You don't say, I'm beginning to languish, I'm going to stop eating. You don't say, I'm beginning to languish, I'm going to stop drinking water. I'm beginning to languish, I'm going to to stop spending time with God and serving Him. No, no, no. This is when we begin to draw back from all the commitments of our world. And we say we're going to focus on what is most important to me thriving in this season. I'm going to focus on me. Going to focus on my family. Going to focus on my ministry to God and the people around me. And if I can do extra, I'll do extra. But right now, I need to. I need to. I need to refocus. Have you noticed what the uh, employment rates are like right now? Yeah, have you seen how hard it is for people to get employees? And 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 if you're a little bit wealthy, you think it's because people are lazy. Uh, and if you're poor, uh, it's like. Man, I'm barely getting by. I don't have energy for a job that degrades me and doesn't give me enough money to f- feed my family. I just don't have time for that right now. I just because I, we are languishing. I don't I don't have the energy for that right now. And the, the people need to come together and figure out this is like like people are suffering in our country. People are suffering, and, and, and the answer is people need to be connected to God. Are you hearing me? We we, we need people need to be connected to God. <clears throat> I want you to take. Control of your time. Carve out time to thrive with Jesus. Narrow your focus. If you are in the midst of, of if you're in the midst of depression right now, l- let me start the other way around. If you're like Carl, I don't have any idea what you've been talking about. Life is good for me. I am like, I, I'm feeling great, feeling fine. Don't understand what anybody's problem is. Listen, you have got a ministry in this season. Now you you may have been missing your ministry around you. You may be yeah, like if you 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 hey. Praise God. I, the God. The Lord is calling you to ministry right now. You need to find some languishing people and give them money, give them a job, give them encouragement, invite them over to eat, have a Bible study with them, begin to help them on their way, like, like show them what God wants to do in their life, begin to disciple someone, find them a new career. Like, like, it's time to get some energy into the system here. If you've got energy to give, it's time to give it because there's people lacking energy and if you've got it, it's time to give it, right? But, but if you're in depression right now, like, here's my, like, this week. Say this week. This week, get a win. Get a win. Get a win. Call somebody that you don't normally call. Like, you've been too depressed to pick up the phone and call someone. Call someone this week. Not text them. Call them. Wish someone Happy Mother's Day. Like, get a win this season. You know, if, if your house is a utter mess because you've been too depressed to clean it, clean a room. Preferably the bathroom or the kitchen. Right? Like, Right, like get, get get a win in this season. If you feel so ridiculously stretched, like if you feel stretched, is this making sense to anybody? Is this is this ministering? Okay, write this down. If you feel stretched, like do this. Put 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 God, family, work, and then list everything else you got going on in your life. Say no to one of those other things. This week. This week, just be like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do that. I, I, why? I, I got to spend time with Jesus. This is, and then actually spend time with Jesus. Yeah. I right, don't then watch Netflix for nine hours. Right? That's not helpful. Like you've seen The Office. Right? You don't need to see it again. <laughs> this week, right? Like you don't need to see it again. Just carve out a little bit of time. Narrow your focus and get a win. My wife's going to come up here in a second. Mm. Yeah, come on. You don't have to. Yeah, here you go. And let me let me end with this. <clears throat> let me end with a prophetic word that someone gave me this week, um, that I want to share with you. And then we're going to pray. right? come on up. Can you play that music that we had going on there, Brando? Let me, let me tell you what's going to happen here. Let me tell you what's going to happen. I'm going to share this prophetic word with you, uh, and then um, my wife's quickly going to pray for you, uh, and then we're going to eat some some Mother's Day stuff and. It's, it's, No, we're talking about outside here. We don't have sushi outside. She's she's thinking she's already at the lunch. She's not present. See, we need to be present. We need to be present in this season. Talking about sushi. Like we got a church service to finish. We're going to greet our friends here. We're going to... Sushi. Actually, Mike, can you come up and play the keys a little bit for us here? Mikey has been... uh... Let's relax here, baby. So excited about Mike here. Why? Well, yeah, he plays good, excellent. That's why we called him up. He's been. Mike's family is really trying to isolate, and so he's been circling, circling, in the lobby there. So I'm like, well, you're here. Let's go ahead and play. Sorry, Brandon. You did a good job though. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to. I want to. I want to share this prophetic word with you, and then my wife's going to say a prayer, and then for those, uh, you know, who want to stay and receive some ministry, you can come on forward. We're going to pray for you. And those who don't, why don't you join us outside? We'll have some coffee and little snacks and. Uh, for the ladies and uh, fellas, if you like macaroons, I guess you can eat it as well. Amen. So here, here's a prophetic word. Uh, someone called me, um, and, uh, <clears throat> out of town, they don't they don't know you, uh, they don't know the church. And he said, uh, he said I was uh, it was last week. He had this last Sunday morning, and he said, as I was uh, as I woke up, he said, as soon as I woke up, the Lord gave me the, just a clear picture for your church. Uh, he said, I saw I saw your church building, and uh, and I saw a vortex over the church building, like a huge circulating portal, he said. And uh, he said, I saw these angels looking down over your church. Now, I have received this prophetic word before. I've actually seen this before. He didn't know that. Uh, he didn't, doesn't know me that well, doesn't know, doesn't know any of you. Hopefully, I'll have him come out. English is not his first language. He's actually um, a resident of Brazil. He's here on a, on a visa. Uh, and uh, he said, I see it. It's just like... It's almost touching the roof of your church. And he said, when it, there's been glimpses of this and it's looked like justice. It's, God has touched your house and it looks like justice and not everybody likes it. He says, there's a fear of the Lord that's coming upon your house. Not, not everybody actually wants to see God through justice or the fear of the Lord and believe. And uh And that spoke to some of the trauma that I have experienced. Elijah followed God and because he followed God, experienced trauma. Uh, for those of you who stood up for justice in this last season, on behalf of the Lord, I say, thank you. Uh, know that the Lord has seen your good works as you advocated for those who are hurting. That's the ministry of Jesus. But he said, he said and it's looked, like, it's looked like justice, and that's a, an aspect of the fear of the Lord. He said, many people will leave because of this, because that's not what they actually want. And I'm like, brother, you're... <laughs> yeah, I've lived that already. Uh, and, and he said, but what's coming It's like the angels are waiting for people to turn their hearts back to God. He says, as we turn and expect what God wants to do, the power of God will begin to accelerate in that church. Now, number one, I'm excited about God moving in power more among us. Amen? But I'm even more excited in this season to see what the power of God does in our hearts as we come out of the old season. I'm looking forward to the power of God, the vortex of God, the angels of the Lord to come and minister. Like they ministered to Elijah. Like they ministered to Jacob. Like, like time and time again, how they ministered to Jesus. That God in all His provision will come, lift the heavy burden upon our hearts and turn us to focus on God. That we can be a witness in South Florida that God actually is a healer. He actually cares. And He actually delivers. Can you say amen? Amen. So put your hand on your heart. We are called to bring people to a place of healing. And at our healthiest, we are that place of healing. But this house is to be a house of healing. And so I'm going to ask my wife, this week, I'm going to give you some homework before we pray. And here's what I want you to do. What psalm did you decide on? We're all going to wake up in the morning whatever version you want, and we're going to read Psalm 91 out loud over ourselves. 91, we're just going to read it out loud over ourselves. And, and, and if you want a little bit extra time, throw in Psalm 27. And begin to declare these things over your own heart. But right now, Pastor Tracy's going to pray for those of us who both need to come out of this trauma in our hearts, come out of the languishing, Maybe your trauma has nothing to do with the pandemic or the racial stuff. Maybe just life happened and you're still getting over it. We believe God as a house. This is the word for our house. And the Lord is going to bring you into a better season. He's going to bring you into hope. He's going to bring you into overcoming, going to bring you into joy, and going to bring you into prosperity. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen. Come on, honey. Why don't you go ahead?
0: Father, I thank you. So much. We thank you that you spoke to us this morning and told us that we are not alone, that you are with us. Father, I thank you that you have been with us throughout 2020 and into 2021. Father, you've been with us through the difficult times that we've uh, been through. And Father, you're here today reminding us that you are with us. Father, I declare right now your healing touch over every person under the sound of my voice. Whether you're in this room, whether you're watching online, whether you're watching a recording of this later, I just declare over you right now the grace of God upon your life. I declare a grace to set aside, to carve out time to be with the Lord. I I declare um, a grace to be still, that as you take a step to carve out that time that, you, that the Lord will help you to clear your mind, to hear the still, small voice. I declare over you just an ability to um, receive the ministry of the Holy Spirit. I declare, uh, wow, that you would position yourselves for the ministering angels to come and just bring the strength that only the Holy Spirit can bring. I declare uh, an ability to set boundaries in your life, to uh, say no to things that are unnecessary, but to say yes to things that are necessary, like God, wow, family, and then work. Father, I thank you that you are moving in a mighty way, and I just declare uh, just great times in the presence of the Lord, beginning today that as we read the psalm, that we will just receive it for ourselves, that we will be strengthened and built up in the most holy faith. I declare just a presence of the Holy Spirit that we would pray in the spirit and be built up yeah. every day, that we would pray in the Holy Ghost and and connect with the Lord, that we would receive the healing and the strength that only you bring, Father. I thank you, Lord, that you... Um, are gathering your children as the hen gathers her chicks. Wow. That he is drawing you to himself and he is strengthening you. That you will come out of this season of languishing and come into a season of prosperity. And I thank you, God, that those that are walking in prosperity now will be ministers of the kingdom of God. So we, Father, we come before you right now. We give you honor and we thank you, Lord. We welcome you into our lives. Wash us clean and make us new, in Jesus' name, Amen, Amen, amen and amen. amen. Let's just let's just give a clap offering to God. Hallelujah. Amen. We just um. Are, we're just thankful for the word today. I want to encourage you guys to read Psalm ninety one every day. Stand with us if you
1: would, go ahead. And yeah, put your if hands. you would, just put your hand stand on somebody's with us. shoulder near you, and just say, "Hey, you're gonna have a great week." Hey, you're gonna have a great week. If the woman near you say, "Happy Mother's Day,"
0: Happy Mother's Day. Now, tell them read
1: your psalm. Don't, don't point that way. Keep it near your mouth. You're gonna have a great week. Healing has begun. Healing has begun. In Jesus' name. Go ahead and give him your
0: instructions, honey. Amen. So I want to remind you guys, Psalm 91, read it each morning out loud. Uh, you can read in the afternoon and the evening, too. That's good. But let's start the day off that way. If you would like to receive prayer for a new, like just for just a refreshing in the Holy Spirit, we welcome you to come to the altar. If you wear your mask, I'll wear my mask. And um, we will just uh, pray for you. And if you um, are not going to receive prayer, feel free to go out into the um, the breezeway out there. We have some treats for everyone, and uh, we love you guys. Have a great week. God bless you.
1: Well, give a clap off from the Lord if you would. If you want prayer, come on forward. We'd love to pray for you and just get this process started. And if not, we will see you outside. I guess that's the end of the piano there. Go ahead and play us a little music there, Brando.